in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning. This is a live look out on the road this morning as uh, this car, our crew, working its way onto I-35 from Central Austin. You can see it is still wet out there and the visibility is pretty low this morning. And then yesterday, of course, we had all those low water crossings that remain closed this morning here in Central Texas. So a heads up if you live in Williamson, Travis, Hayes, Bastrop, Fayette, and Caldwell counties. Significant numbers still closed. You also want to be careful driving this morning as we mentioned the rain falling and a dense fog advisory. Uh, Kristen Curry here, she's going to guide us through this morning. Yeah, very messy as far as the weather goes this morning. So let's begin with the rain and then we'll get to the fog concerns because the showers and storms, they're starting to pick up in intensity, kind of straddling the Austin metro. But out to the west, we've got pockets of moderate to heavy rain, even a thunderstorm about to move into the Round Mountain area. Most of this generally pushing towards the north northeast. So likely to see wet streets, very low visibility underneath those showers. Same kind of thing as we get you into our eastern counties. Moving through Milam County at the moment in Lee County, we've got storms and showers up towards Cameron, south of Rockdale, and then for our friends in Lee County, between about Giddings, McDade, and Lexington, and complex of storms generally pushing towards the north. Now, none of this is severe at the moment, but heavy rain and lightning certainly likely underneath some of those storms. I've been watching the light show that we had earlier this morning on our Barrens Creek Vineyards camera there in Fredericksburg. Now, in addition to the showers and storms, the dense fog. Look at the visibility as we get into the central Texas region. I mean, there's no exceptions. Everybody is struggling to see out in front of them with how dense this fog is. A dense fog advisory means visibility could drop to about a quarter mile or less. This is in place till 10 a.m. So this is going to continue for your entire morning drive. Coming up in your first morning forecast, those storms and showers likely to expand on radar this morning. We'll talk a little bit about today's round of rain and how much accumulation we can expect out of those showers and storms here. Those details in a few minutes. Thank you, Kristen. A fire is now out and an Austin firefighter is recovering this morning after being trapped when the roof of this home collapsed on them. You see, it was an intense situation here, that fire burning hot. Call came in around 1130 late last night in North Austin off of Camper Down Elm Drive. A fire broke out in the HVAC closet of a vacant home under renovation. It then moved over to the attic. Two firefighters were trapped during that fire attack and search. Both are expected, though, to be okay. Some sex assault survivors are worried an event meant to honor them today might get undermined by a new Austin staffing development. Last week, Austin interim city manager Jesus Garza announced the hiring of former police chief Art Acevedo. We told you he is set to serve as an assistant city manager focused solely on the police department. And during his tenure, several issues with sex assault cases came up, ultimately costing the city a nearly $1 million settlement and millions more in police department improvements. KXN's Brianna Hollis reports. A public apology for the mishandling of sexual assault cases by the Austin Police Department. This comes just days after Art Acevedo is returning to the city. The city announced the hiring of the former police chief many blame for the root of the problem surrounding these sex assault cases. The apology is a condition of a survivor's lawsuit against the city. It was on the books before the city decided to bring Art Acevedo back in this new role. It really does undermine um, what should be 
a significant and profound experience. Elizabeth Myers worked with survivors as part of that lawsuit. Several of them told her they're worried about the future of sex crime investigations with Acevedo back in Austin in an assistant city manager position. During his tenure as chief, a public audit noted issues with botched DNA results and untested rape kits at the police department's crime lab and a lack of compassionate approaches to investigations. We've tried to call Acevedo since last week to talk to him about his new role. Truly cared about the community. In lieu of that, we spoke to former APD staffer Joe Munoz. He says he worked closely with Acevedo. He was the only person that I knew would return phone calls and to, to whoever. Since the original audit into APD sex crimes investigations came out, APD dedicated millions of dollars in funding to these investigations and enrolled detectives in trauma-informed training. The DNA lab is also no longer under APD's jurisdiction. The leadership within the department now, we're really dedicated to rebuilding trust. Time will tell. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Several city council members concerned about Acevedo's hiring had a meeting this week with the interim city manager. And one council member told us they see the new need for this position, but just don't think Acevedo is the right fit, fit rather for the, per, the right person rather for that position. For the most part, crime rates dropped under our Acevedo's watch from 2007 to 2016. That dip coming despite a population growth during that nine-year period, according to APD data. But toward the end of his tenure in 2016, crime was trending up. Keep in mind, in that time, the city grew by 180,000 people. A man is in jail this morning after being accused of pretending to be an Austin police officer. 35-year-old Pflugerville resident Sean McDonald is charged with false identification as a peace officer. Check this out. Police started investigating him after photos of him in an APD uniform with his name on it came to light. The investigation is still ongoing. Police are asking anyone if you recognize him and he allegedly presented himself as an Austin police officer to contact the real APD. Very strange. Well, the first primary vote in the nation took place around midnight in the small town of Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. The race for the Republican presidential nomination, now a two-person race between former President Donald Trump and former governor and UN Ambassador Nikki Haley. All six registered voters in that little town cast their ballots for Nikki Haley over the former president. The resort town is the first place in the nation to vote in the 2024 primaries. Meantime, the New Hampshire Attorney General's Office is investigating what it says may be an unlawful attempt at voter suppression. Comes after a robocall apparently using artificial intelligence to impersonate President Biden, telling his supporters in New Hampshire not to vote in the primary. A look at what's being done to help those who have lost everything after several Austin residents are coping with the aftermath of a large apartment fire. And we're looking ahead to the primaries in Texas and the ongoing Republican fight over education savings accounts during school choice week. Good morning, everyone. It is a Tuesday, January the 23rd, and it's the day after those heavy rains that we saw in the area. And now we're seeing some more rain this morning as we have our photographer driving on I-35 to give you an idea of what that looks like. He said it up north on I-35. We'll check in with him throughout the morning for the latest on your roads. And Kristen has the latest on your rain. A man suspected of shooting and killing eight people in Chicago is now dead. Yeah, he shot himself last night, happening after a confrontation with law enforcement. This is in Natalia, Texas, right outside San Antonio. 23-year-old 
Romeo Nance is suspected of shooting and killing eight people at three different locations in the Chicago suburbs. Those shootings happened on Sunday and Monday, and the Medina County Sheriff's Office here in Texas says it received a call about a person suspected in those Chicago killings heading into the county on I-35. That standoff then occurred between Nance and police at that gas station. There is some welcome news this morning for Austin Energy customers. No rate increase for your bills for February. And starting back in November 2022, Austin Energy under-recovered its power supply balance due to large increases in wholesale power costs. That was then reflected on your bills. Last month, power supply costs were over-recovered by $14 million. So what does that all mean? No adjustment needs to be made to your bills right now. That's the headline. Austin Energy says market prices generally moderate in the fall through the early spring before increasing again toward the summer. A new phase starting for Project Connect as Austin's light rail is a step closer to actually happening. One of the best players in the state of Texas with a prestigious honor on Monday could get bigger today. I'll explain coming up. Good morning. It is Monday and a live look outside. You can see it is wet there on the roads. This is I-35. Oh, did I say Monday? It's Tuesday. That's let's, okay. Let's correct that. It's the most Monday Tuesday right now. <laughs> it really is when you look out and you see just how rainy and drizzly and foggy it is to start your Tuesday. Every winter, as the cold sets in, parents and their kids dive into this age-old question. <laughs> is it acceptable when it's so cold it's freezing to wear shorts. Are you at that age right now when your kiddo says no pants? We've, we've had some debates. Oh or short gosh. sleeves at least, where I don't want to wear the long sleeve, or I certainly don't need to wear the sweatshirt. Let me but. tell you, it's about fashion, okay? <laughs> it's about fashion. It's about whether they want to wear it or not because they think it's cool. But is it safe? What do the doctors say? Today's tackling the split issue this morning as kids insist they go free of the pants. And some parents, like mom of two, Eileen Redenbrecker, are giving up the fight and say, just wear shorts. He's not gonna wear them. Um, so he's gonna be late to school. It's gonna be a fight every morning. So I figured, let him go to school, learn his lesson, and eventually he'll start wearing pants. Eventually, <laughs> eventually. right? Eventually, yeah, I mean, they're the ones who are gonna be cool and say, hopefully later on, you know what, you were right. Today is getting to the bottom of the Bear Legs controversy this morning, <laughs> and we'll share the results of their poll to settle up the score. And then that is when you bring the scientific findings yeah. to your child <laughs> and say, this is what's happening. I will say, there are some adults that I know who just refuse, they're, they're shorts guys. Yeah. They're built so, differently so when I'm last told, into yeah. adulthood. Yeah. At that point, we've given up trying to get <laughs> yes. that. But when you're eight, you know, right. it's that, is that a There's safe choice uh, when it's right. cold outside? That's you know, terrible. you know what, I, I will say, you might get away with some shorts today because our temperatures <laughs> really aren't that cold. We're going to rebound nicely. In fact, today is likely going to be even warmer than yesterday, but we got a whole slew of weather problems out there today. Let's begin with radar because you'll notice the showers and storms continue to favor the hill country in spots. So through portions of eastern Llano County into Burnett, Lampasas, we've got moderate to light rain here, even a pocket there of thunderstorm right in the very far northern portion of Blanco County. Relatively 
quiet for now over the Austin metro. I say that only because we're still seeing a little pockets of uh, mist and drizzle, but some of the heavier showers are almost straddling the Austin metro. We've got a clump of thunderstorms moving through Lee County right now, probably going to clip Milam County, already seeing more rain in Rockdale. So in addition to the fact that we've got these showers and these storms out there, we do have low visibility in every county because of dense fog. So a lot of moisture humidity at 100 percent 52 degrees so at least it's not super cold we're seeing warmer temperatures out there this morning compared to yesterday and those 50s and low 60s even out across our eastern counties but the fog is a big deal this is dense fog this is going to force you to slow down your speeds because you just can't see much i mean we've got almost the entire central texas region looking at two miles or less with the visibility, and that includes the entire Austin metro area. So please make sure you're factoring that into your morning drive. It is going to be wet in spots too, and we do expect showers and storms to spread out through the first half of today. That's a high chance of seeing storms and showers where you are this morning. So let's take a stab at what some of the high resolution models are showing as far as uh, timing goes. Putting this into motion, you'll notice there's storms not only growing in coverage, but also in intensity. We'll continue this for the next few hours. Maybe a little low late morning. Still anticipating, though, some spotty showers and isolated storms to push in for the early afternoon. As far as your evening drive home goes, most staying dry. We'll have to watch our eastern counties in particular, though, maybe getting clipped by the last little piece of this round. Drier skies for almost everyone tonight. But overnight into tomorrow, here comes our last little piece here. It's likely going to favor areas to our south and east. That being said, we still have potentially another one to three inches of additional rainfall between now and around midday tomorrow. So this is where the flooding concern comes in because these same areas picked up one to three inches yesterday. So our, our soils are going to be waterlogged in spots and we're really have to, having to watch how quickly that rain comes down. We've got room for it, right? We're still battling drought conditions. It's just a matter of we don't have a whole lot of break between what we had yesterday and what's coming in today. Low risk of severe storms today. That's going to be mainly in our eastern counties for wind and hail, although that is not the primary concern. The primary risk will be flooding today. That's a two out of four risk for flash flooding across most counties, includes all of the Austin metro and eastern counties, gets a little bit further to the east as we get into tomorrow. That being said, seven day forecast, we've got a good chance of showers and storms through most of the day today. Highs in the 60s tomorrow, a 70% chance of widespread rain, slightly drier Thursday. One little more piece of energy here swung our direction, gives us a low chance of spotty showers Friday. But the good news is we've got sunshine, nice mild temperatures heading into the weekend with those dry skies. Hey, it ain't just us dealing with the inclement weather. Wanted to show you parts of the country also dealing with flooding. Get this, this is San Diego. They're now dealing with significant flooding issues after heavy rain hit. Flood warning was issued. Multiple streets experienced standing water up to knee height, forcing some to even leave their homes. Highways also saw significant flooding. Roads being completely undrivable. Multiple accidents as a result of that flooding. Until the standing water is dealt with, people were urged to move to higher ground and avoid walking or driving. And get this, yesterday, one of the wettest January days in San Diego history with over three inches of rain.
Okay, Kristen, thank you. Um, as we brace for more of that rain that Kristen's been talking about, some families are still trying to pick up the pieces from a fire that kicked them out of their homes on Thursday morning. The fire scorched much of the Bent Tree apartment building in North Austin, affecting eight units, 16 people who live there. KXAM Sam Stark talked to one of those residents to learn how she is coping and what comes next. Thank you, Bob. The things that you can't replace. Memories wash over Sheena Wen as she goes through her things Monday afternoon. Much of it was ruined days earlier in a fire at her North Austin apartment complex. I heard a frantic knock on my door and my neighbor, it was my neighbor, and um, he said, we gotta go, fire. The fire originated from the other end of the building, so much of her stuff is still intact. But that doesn't mean she can take all of it with her to her next apartment. I was one of the more fortunate people who did not sustain water damage, but everything in my apartment is either sooted or smoke damaged. You know, everything has a toxicity to it. No one was hurt, but they were all left without a place to stay and items to keep them warm. Texas law does not require property managers to provide tenants a place to stay in the event of something like a fire. But the company that runs the property, apartment management professionals, said they were able to offer temporary apartments at another site to all who were displaced. So they'll be in good hands. And now it's just a matter of making sure that everyone's able to get the needs that they need right away because things like toilet paper, paper towels, food, they don't have that anymore, so any donations would be really, really appreciated. Went says the past four days have been stressful, but she's remaining positive. What starts with a tragedy doesn't have to continue as one. It's how we respond to it. Sam Stark, KXAN News. And the Bent Tree Apartment Complex Management is still collecting donations for those displaced by the fire. So if you want more information on that, all you got to do is go to our website. We'll show you how to donate on KXAN.com. So what are renters' rights in this kind of situation? Well, Texas law has a few protections for renters after a crisis, according to housing experts. Both tenants and landlords have the right to terminate a lease when an apartment is destroyed in a disaster. Landlords can withhold renters' deposits up to a month after terminating a lease. Building the light rail in Austin is now entering a new phase. The Federal Transit Administration filed its notice of intent to work with the Austin Transit Partnership. So what does that mean? Well, the federal government is now going to start working on an environmental impact study of the first phase of Project Connect's light rail program. The nearly 10-mile light rail service covers 15 stations from the Crestview area in North Austin down south to Old Torf, southeast to the airport. There are several in-person open house events for the community starting February 1st. You can find the dates and times of this story at kxan.com. The United States Postal Service is looking to hire and wants to get people on board fast. The agency hosting a job fair this Thursday at 12 Austin locations from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. USPS says starting salaries range from about 18 to 20 bucks an hour. We've got those locations for you at KXAN.com along with some of the positions that the Postal Service is looking to fill. This is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. One of the top high school players in the state is from right here in Central Texas, Josiah Mosley from Stony Point High School. And on Monday, Mosley honored as one of 48 nominees for the prestigious McDonald's All-American team. 
They'll cut it down to the final 24 today. Mosley and Stony Point ranked number two in the state. One loss on the season. He's headed to Villanova. Proud to certainly represent his high school, but also his school district. He is the first Round Rock ISD basketball player to be nominated for the McDonald's team. Well, I feel like it means a lot because I feel like Round Rock is slept on. Like a lot of people don't really think of Round Rock has like a lot of athletes. Um, it's not really like an athletic kind of district. Even like the Austin area, a lot of people think Dallas, Houston, um, like other places, kind of like the main place where athletes bunch. So I feel like Round Rock's like a lot stepped on a lot. It's my senior season, so I feel like state is kind of like the main goal. Um, our coach kind of emphasizes there's only one team in the state ends on the win, and we kind of want to be that team. So I feel like me and my teammates, we both have like we all have that goal in mind, and like we're basically like that's like the bare minimum for us. Like we want to make it to state. Mosley Stony Point, 7-0 in district play. Take on Vandegrift this evening. They're tied for second with Round Rock at 5-2. UT men in Norman, Oklahoma tonight against number 11 OU. That's a 6 o'clock start. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN News Podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what we're tracking at 5. We are hearing from Austin leaders and why they're making a public apology to sex assault survivors.